Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers organization, who really, as we all want, as as we all want as fans, is focused on getting that seventh Lombardi trophy. But how you compile the roster, how you compile the roster is really important uh, in terms of getting you there and Wow, do we have some updates about the roster this week? Do we have some updates? So look, in today's show, I'm just going to quickly recap the 53. Now, for a lot of people, you know, you're going to sit there and be like, look, I've heard this everywhere else, you know, or you might have read it somewhere else. I just want to go over it. I might compare it. I'm going to own up. I missed a couple of things on the 53 that I previewed sort of last week. Uh, And we'll see what the result was of some of those undercard fights that I, uh, for roster spots that I'd sort of suggested. And we'll see how they turned out uh, at a high level. But the other thing I wanted to do was something that I don't think we're doing yet too much across BTSC. It's the the time will come for that. Uh, but I wanted to kick it off. And that's look at what does the rest of the AFC North look like? What were the other notable cuts from the other teams? And is there anything that we can learn uh, from those roster moves about how the Steelers might have opportunities or where the challenges will be, you know, uh, going into 2021? And a lot of that's names on paper and proven performance. But at the same time, it's interesting to stack that up because the reality is you've got to win your division. Mark and I talked about that on Steelers Touch and Under last week. You know, Mark brought it up, you know, and rightly so that, you know, 
there are games that you we talked about being battle hardened, and you know he said as long as your focus is winning the AFC North, you know you're gonna you're gonna do well in the given year. You've got to win your division, otherwise the wild card spot. Well, it can be a bit wild. There are a lot of teams that are bunched together for that spot. So, you know we are the kings of the North. We've got the strongest schedule. But when you look at the rest of AFC North, we're up there. You know, everyone's on the Browns, everyone's on the Ravens. Get on the Steelers. It's easy for us to say as black and gold fans, but I think I think the rest of the NFL fan base, media, pundits, other teams, you know, and franchises are going to be really put on notice this season. But look, let's crack into it. So looking at the 53, I don't think there's any really there's just not there's no surprises here in terms of the quarterback position ben roethlisberger mason rudolph um you know dwayne haskins they're all the guys i predicted so you know we're on target for that then you had Najee harris benny snell jr anthony mcfarlane jr and Kalen balage now snell staying on the roster was something that i thought might be missed i can't say i'm sitting there overly shocked about it in, in all due respect but you know I, I for me, I, I stick by a settle off season. I I wonder whether the actual fourth running back, if we're going to have one, is actually sitting on the Steelers roster right now. You know, in terms of how many games they're actually going to play this season. So, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think Anthony McFarland as well. In the last twenty four hours has been moved off. Um, you know, onto injured reserve list anyway. Uh, a fullback, you've got Derek Watt. Five wide receivers in Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Ray-Ray McLeod. Now, look, I said it was a battle between Sexton and McLeod. Uh, so Ray-Ray, ding, ding, ding. Uh, he won that fight against Sexton. We saw the fumbles. I think Jeff brought up a good point in one of the shows that he's done in the last week that, you know, if you look back on it, Sexton probably, if it was in season, would have taken fair catches, but he wanted to make a play. I said that Ray Ray would likely make this team over Matthew Sexton. So I'm not going to say that I made an error there. You know, I'm going to stick it with, with Snell. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I don't have questions about what Ray Ray really gives us um, in the wide receiving game. People can talk about the, you know, the routes that he's, you know, run and, and the catches he's made in the preseason. It's not enough for me. I didn't say enough last year. That's, that's just me personally. Uh, and I still think that, Moving forward, the Steelers need to look at that, you know, fifth and sixth wide receiver spot as a developmental um, opportunity there. I mean, obviously, though, you're dependent on the wide receiver being able to actually do participate in the return game. And so I think I'm glad to see guys like Steve, Stephen Sims and Rico Bossi make that practice squad. I think that's important. Um, I know they've got another wide receiver as well there, but I think for me, you know, they're the two names I'm looking to. Particularly, can Bussy hang out there, learn the way the Steelers do things, and then maybe he comes on strong for 2022 once he's had a bit more time with the system. Also, who knows what sort of injuries are going to come up with these guys that might miss two or three games, and then therefore you've got to go, you got to go look at your depth. At the tight end position, you've got Eric Ebron, Pat Freeman, Zach Gentry. No surprises there. I did say there could be a battle uh, with Trey Edmonds, but that I felt Ed Gentry was going to get the get the gig. He did get the gig, so good luck to him. Mark and I made a bit of – it's funny. Mark and I made fun of him a couple of weeks back on uh, Steelers Touchdown Under, and we talked about the one catch that he'd had in his career, and even though that he was coming on strong, you know, for, in terms of preseason. And we we went back and we found it, and it was actually the Bills game, which was, which was the Steelers game that I went to in 2019. I must admit, 
you know, we made, um, he and I had a good laugh and a joke after the podcast um, and, and YouTube show that we'd done where we'd mentioned this when we were, we watched it together. We watched the catch, but it stood out to me. And it actually, I've, I've seen other things where he's been targeted or he, he could have been targeted. Who knows what Zach Gentry is going to look like toward the end of the season? Who knows what Zach Gentry is going to look like next season? Uh, and I think this is really interesting. I think it's going to be make or break year for him to prove that. But if Pat Freemuth comes on, Eric Ebron, you know, what, whether he's in the black and gold next year, this will be a really great opportunity for Zach Gentry. And I think he's going to surprise a few people out of the gate. You've seen him practice with the first team and what have you. So, you know, really, really happy for him that he's made the roster. When it comes to the offensive line, no surprises in Chukes, uh, Zach Banner, Kevin Dodson, Trey Turner, Kendrick Green, Dan Moore Jr., you know, and he's obviously coming strong the last couple of weeks. I've said it since pretty much we drafted him, you know, that, I, that I'm really keen on him. I'm just, I'm just impressed or I'm a little bit surprised in some ways how quickly that, that transition is happening for him. Look, Joe Haig is someone that I've been critical of this offseason, He's found a way to stay at the stick on the roster. He's made a difference. I understand that. Uh, so, you know, good on him, really. Um, and then JC Hassenauer. So JC Hassenauer, you know, I had him losing the battle for Finney over versatility. But, uh, you know, people are saying Hassenauer has improved. I'll take some of those expert opinions. Um, and at the same time, good on JC Hassenauer. You know, he's, he's got a spot in the Steelers. And if you're listening to this, to this show, you're probably sitting there going, I love to be on the Steelers, even if it's a depth piece. Uh, you know, Coward and Finney are now back on the roster after some moves with injuries and practice squads and, you know, guys like Tewitt going to the going to the injured reserve list uh, or the pup list as well. So, you know, th- they're back on the squad, but I did actually, technically I did miss in the first 53, Coward and Finney making it. Come to the defensive line. So I had Bugs, Bugs not making it or being, you know, traded or cut or practice squad. They actually kept eight. Obviously, we know now that, you know, Stefan Tewitt is injured and is going to miss a little while. So, you know, the rest of the cohort is Cameron Hayward, Tyson Alawalu, Chris Wormley, Henry Mondeau, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Loudermilk. That's no real surprise. The surprise is that there's eight on the roster, but now we know that obviously one's on the, you know, you know one's out injured into it. At inside linebacker, you've got Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, Robert Spillane, Buddy Johnson, uh, Marcus Allen, and Ulysses Gilbert. I think some people are surprised about UG3. I'm not if he's healthy. Um, I know how big Shannon White is on him, and I get it. He's great backup for Devin Bush, given the speed. I'm surprised about Marcus Allen. I'm disappointed that Marcus Allen's there, and, and you know I understand the role that he's starting to play. Um, I understand the dimebacker role he's starting to play. I understand the marking up on the tight ends. But I just feel, for me, the Steelers have given this man a lifeline. Marcus Allen is my Jordan, Jeff's Jordan Berry. Just as much as Jordan Berry is to Jeff, that's my Marcus Allen. And I don't know Marcus Allen is to me. He's my Jordan Berry. And, you know, I'm, I just, you know, as I said with JC House now, congratulations to him on making this Steelers, Steelers roster. But I, I, I just feel like we can do different things. And interesting, obviously, we've now put Carl Joseph off the practice squad um, you know, he's now into the starting lineup and, you know, who knows, that might even challenge some of the things they're asking Marcus Allen to do. I do think this room will see some shake-up, though, so it'll be interesting to see. And I'm just glad that they're, they're committed to continuing to develop Buddy Johnson. At the cornerback position, uh, oh, I've missed. How can I? Hang on, hang on. I missed outside linebacker. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, Jimmy Jones, anyone that follows me on Twitter, 
anyone that's seen me comment on a couple of the shows in BTSC, even my colleagues on BTSC that listen to me in the Slack channel, you know, or read my rants, I'm disappointed. I am disappointed there's no cue from the U. Really disappointed. Uh, I get I get that he didn't prove it in the, in the preseason. He didn't prove it to an extent that I, I was a bit surprised at. Uh, you know, and so for me, it, it is disappointing. Uh, I thought he, you know, should have made the practice squad. Obviously, the Giants picked him up and he could have been on his way there for the Steelers. I hope this isn't the last we've seen from Q from the U. You know, I think he needs to remember the team that drafted him. Drafted him. So, you know, who knows? But, you know, if it's not to be, it's not to be. Uh, but I'm, and I like I like what I've seen from Jimmy Jones. The, the support that I have for Quincy Roche takes nothing away from what I think Jimmy Jones has done. But I worry that we're overly a Steeler fan base falling in love with Jimmy Jones too early, too quickly. Just me. That's just me. You know, I think people might think differently, but you know, it's just something that I'm a little bit wary of. At the cornerback position, Joe Hayden, Cameron Sutton, James Pierre, Justin Lane. I think they're going to make a move here like everyone else, just like they might have tackled. Uh, let's wait and see. Then you've got Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, Miles Killebrew, and Trey Norwood as the safeties. Great. I'm so happy for Miles Killebrew. I think he did really well in the preseason. I think he's an astute pickup by the Steelers. We know the background with Terrell Austin. Uh, yeah, excited for what he can do and the versatility he brings. Boswell, big press. There's enough said through BTSC about big press. Not going to argue there. Uh, don't really care that my a countryman's been cut. Uh, I mean, Jeff did say that Jordan Berry wouldn't ta- Presley Harden's more likely to tackle. I don't know. Most of us Aussies are happy to tackle. Look at some of the punters that have tackled that are Aussie in the NFL, especially some of the big hits there. So, um, but you know, Jordan Berry inconsistent, hasn't done enough. I do hope he gets picked up by another team, though, because I do think the last couple of years he's actually bounced back for the most part. Uh, and then the long snapper. So if you're a regular listener to this show, and I mean my regular, you know, listening to this going way back, even when we were cap room, I said for ages that I thought Canada hogged up too much cap. Well, they cut him. Well done, Christian Kuntz. I didn't think that he would necessarily um, be able to challenge in another year, but he has good on him, saves still a little bit of money. I know that's not necessarily a massive difference maker, but it is really interesting, um, you know, from that perspective. So the other thing, though, that I want to say that I did get right, and I know that things have been in flux now over the last 24 hours or so, but of the original 53 name, I had 24 on offense and I had 26 on defense, and I was correct with that. So, and then three on special teams. So I got something right, but obviously I missed on the running back position. I missed on the Allen. I missed them not getting rid of bugs. Um, you know, when I missed on Canada and I didn't think they'd cut Coward and Finney, but I understand the strategic reasons why they did and now why they're back. So if we look at the battle, the battle, the undercard that I talked about last week, uh, just to recap that, Ray Ray beat Sexton. Uh, Gentry won versus Edmonds and, and, you know, other players in winning a third tight end spot. Gilbert and Brown, well, they're guys I had at the cornerback position. They're off their roster. So that's a double loss. <laughs> the tag teamed out. Uh, Roche lost, um, as they say, I'd love him to come back. Uh, and he lost really to Jameer Jones there, which uh, I feel like he also lost to Allen in a way as well, you know, but it, it is what it is. Uh JC Hassenhauer technically beat uh, Coward from my perspective and Finney. Uh, but, you know, obviously we know they're back now. Snell somehow, you know, won what I would deem the post-fight street fight. You know, like he didn't really 
you know, he made a few things happen, but, you know, I would have called that like what happened after the undercard finished and you were out in the parking lot. He's out there scrapping and somehow, somehow won with a dirty move, uh, you know, an illegal move. Maybe it was an eye gouge or something, but, uh, but Snell sort of won, won that. So here's where we are. Here's the 53, uh, you know, and, and obviously there's a couple more changes when we're, we're making. And I think you'll see some more made in the lead up to the Bills game. But how does this make you feel about the Bills game? How does a 53 make you feel about the Bills game? For me, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, I'm a betting man. I mean, you know, enjoy the odds bounce up. Don't go missing on the Steelers to shock something. I think I said my score prediction this week, and I, and I need to mull it over a bit more, but I said it, you know, on touchdown under that I thought it was going to be like a 27-23 kind of thing. I still think that's going to be the case. You know, we've got a good offense, uh, even though the people have got questions about the line with Dan Moore Jr., um, you know, potentially starting. We've got Najee. He's going to be up for a big game. We've got wide receivers that are going to be ready. You know, we've got Devin, guys like Devin Bush returning. Joe Schobert's got a couple more weeks to learn how to call the defense with the team. You know, Minka's, Minka will be back. Terrell Edmonds will be back. Terrell Edmonds is in a contract year. You know, Joe Hayden technically is now too, and he's fighting for the big bucks over the last 24 hours. We've heard that, you know, the Steelers won't be tabling a deal to him this year, and he's planning on entering free agency. This is good. This is good for how the Steelers can perform. So before I wrap up our part one, um, or, you know, the first the first half of Steelers Warren for this week, I also wanted to say that the BTSC Survivor League is back. That's the league where you tip one result per week. You can't tip the same team more than twice. Dave Schofield's got the rest of the rules. You know, I think almost all of us from BTSC are now in that competition as well. Um, invite fans if you're in the league, the first league, which most of us are from um, the BTSC team, you'll be able to sort of figure out who my who my, who I am by the name that I've I've got in there. Uh, but yeah, excited! I think I got to week twelve or thirteen last year, and I got out on an absolute dud result in the end, um, and a few dud and you know, refereeing decisions, but. In the end of the day, I didn't win. I didn't win. I think Marky D, my uh, my co-host from Steelers Touching Under, I think he got, you know, I think he was out week one. I think Kirk Cousins was uh, let him down or, 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 you know, by letting him down, he might have even let him down by playing really well. But look, that wraps up the first part of uh, Steelers Warren for this week. Join us for part two. I'm going to look at the other AFC North teams so that we can get a picture for where, they're, where we're sort of sitting with those guys. Uh, because really... It's going to be important. We're playing each team twice, you know, and they're, those games are fundamental, not just to who wins the AFC North, but really who's going to get a wild card spot as well. We saw the Browns, the Ravens, and the Time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.
Am I back? Oh, the Steelers war him. So, in, as I said, in part one, we looked at the Steelers roster. Well, now it's time to look at the roster, you know, from some of our AFC North, you know, competitors, our rivals. I'm going to start off with the Browns. So, the Browns cut, as part of their 53, they cut Carl, from an offensive perspective, Carl Loletta, uh, quarterback, running back John Kelly, fullback Johnny Stanton, wide receiver Carr Darrell Hodge, Wide receiver kick returner Jojo Natson, Jamarcus Bradley, wide receiver, Jordan Franks, tight end, Kyle Markway, tight end, Javon Patterson, uh, center, Colby Gossett, offensive lineman. On the defensive side, they uh they cut Port Augustine, Cameron Malveaux, uh, Curtis Weaver, Joe Jackson, Sheldon Day, Marvin Wilson, Elijah Lee, Willie Harvey Jr., to Gray Scales, who we know spent some time on the Steelers roster. Um, Brian Allen, Manny Ragamba, Sheldrick Redwine, who is an interesting player. The Steelers go after him. Uh, Javante Moffat and uh, Elijah Benton. On injured reserve, they've got Greg Sinat and Drew Forbes. So the 53, if you look at it, is now Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dernis Johnson, Demetric Felton. Andy Yanovich is uh, the fullback. Wide receiver, they've got Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashad Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz. Uh, so that's a that's a top, that's a really top wide receiving call there. You know, that's one that does, I hate to say it, does challenge us as the Steelers. I don't think they're any better, though, even though the pundits might. Tight end, they've got Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant. I think it comes down to how much Harrison Bryant develops and David Njoku, but I actually think the Steelers are ahead and ahead of them there. Then they've got a fantastic offensive line. That's no surprise. Jedring Wills Jr., Joel Petonio, JC Treader, Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin, Chris Hubbard is a backup, James Hudson III is a backup, Nick Harris is a backup, Michael Dunn, Blake Hans. They only need two injuries to that offensive line for things to fall down. I would be very careful before you you start seeing you know saying how good the Browns' offense is going to be, and obviously we're going to go back to Baker there as being really key. But you know the backups they've got they've got a few there, but I think any substantial injury to this offensive line and things could start you know getting a bit dicey for them. But that I mean, really, this offense the the Browns are going to be led by how many points can they keep people to because Baker. We know Baker doesn't have 40 in him. He needs the, he needs the run game chugging along. Baker, you know, and Bucky Brooks and DJ talked about this in the last couple of weeks around, can Baker, you know, they were talking about the prospects of the Cleveland Browns in terms of making the, you know, going as deep as the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Baker's, Baker has to be able to win them more than six games off his own back. Right now, are any of you going to part with your money to suggest on a, on a bet that, Baker Mayfield is capable of doing that. No, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. And so this offense is just got to really make sure that they don't turn the ball over and they're going to have to get leads. That's how the Browns are going to beat teams this year. They're going to get leads. They're going to go safe. They're not going to be able to chase down big scores. The defense is going to have to try and put pressure on people, run, run the clock out. And that's the way they're going to go. I'm, you know, I think they can do, I'm not saying that they're not dangerous, but I think there's a massive limitations with Baker Mayfield and what he can do. And he's fighting for a contract too, which 
can work both ways. I mean, that might push him into throwing some interceptions. That might push him into making some bad decisions. From a defensive line perspective, they kept Miles Garrett, Javidon Clowney, Takaris McKinley, Malik Jackson, Andrew Billings, Jordan Elliott, Malik McDowell, Tommy Togai. Togai. Look, there's some good players across that defensive line, particularly when you're thinking guys like Miles Garrett, Javidon Clowney, you know, McKinley's got a bit of history, Billings, you know, too. But, and, Togiai could really come on in the next couple of years. I'm interested in him. I think he's ex-Ohio State. But right now, the interior defensive line within that group leaves a little bit to be desired. And there's a bit of an inside run potential there. Isn't that fantastic that we've got Najee Harris? Isn't it fantastic that Balazs has come on and backed him up? And, you know, to some sort of degree, I'm not saying Snell's going to be the difference maker there, but at least we've got someone on the roster that's that power, more, a bit more of that power game and yes i don't i know he's got no jets and i know he's not got that much power but the reality is that's still his game downhill running and so i'm interested to see whether the steelers now have got Najee can go toe to toe with maybe the steelers were thinking about these sorts of things i'm not saying they're going to de-draft one player based on one or you know regular rival or conference you know divisional rival but but it is an opportunity for the steelers to expose them the linebacking position you've got anthony walker JOK and, uh, you know, Jeremiah Owusu Koromor, Mark Wilson, Sione Takitaki, uh, Jacob Phillips, Malcolm Smith, Tony Fields, the second. You know, look, I look at that, that list. There's some names there. There's really some names. But they're probably like, like Anthony Walker is good too. He, he is someone, I think he's come across from the Titans off the top of my head. Uh, and, I'm, and I don't want to move, you know, something that I've got in front of me now on the computer, but uh he he's a good player. I, I'm having been to blank on where he's come from, but he's a, he's a good player. He's a, he, and by good player, I mean he's going to do more. He might not be a name that's familiar to everyone, but he will do more than what you might think. Uh, I'm interested to see what JOK is going to do as well off the line of scribbage and then moving back into other parts of the secondary in, in terms of their schematics. Uh, but at the same time, you know, for an astute veteran like Ben, you know, this this might leave an area he might be able to, you know. Pick apart strategically. Uh, then you've got John Johnson, the third, Ronnie Harrison, uh, Richard LeCount, and Grant Delpit at safety. I mean, John Johnson, the third, Ronnie Harrison, and Grant Delpit, that's an ex- that is an excellent safety core. Backed up by cornerbacks in Denzel Ward, Greg, Greg Newsom, the second, Troy Hill, Grady Williams, MJ Stewart, AJ Green. Now, the thing is, is that Denzel Ward is a terrific uh, cornerback. We know he's had some injuries. De- Grady Williams, we haven't seen much of with injury. Greg Newsom tested off the charts for the draft network in terms of all the different, he had the highest average across all the different areas that they grade a cornerback on. And, you know, that that's massive. Uh, I thought he was an absolute steal for the Browns late in the draft. I was hoping he was going to slip to the second and he might be still be there for the Steelers when I saw him slip as far as he did, you know, and I know people say, well, if he's so good, why did he slip? Like on like Satan, Patrick Satan and JC Horn. The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, he he didn't necessarily have all the full splash plays that other some of those other guys had, but it's across the board. It's a, the development potential that he's got um, and the most NFL ready that he is. So don't sleep on Greg Newsom the second. If the Steelers sleep on him, he will make us pay. So that's the Browns, you know, but maybe, maybe the Browns are the Browns, you know. Moving on to the Bengals. Let's move on to the Bengals. So right now, in terms of what their roster is looking like, you are talking about, you know, the team being 
the quarterback, Joe Burrow, backed up by Brandon Allen, running backs, Joe Mixon, Samaj Perine, Chris Evans, wide receivers and T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate, Stanley Morgan. Obviously, that that quartet, if you like, of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate uh, is, is massive for them. You know, Joe Mixon and Samaj Perine can do a little bit in the running game. They probably want to, they're probably going to bolster that up, just like the Steelers have made some bolstering moves. Um, in the last 24 hours. Offensive linemen, Jonah Williams, Quinton Spain, Trey Hopkins, Xavier Sa'afilo, uh, Riley Reef, Fred Johnson, Deontay Smith, Jackson Carmen, Trey Hill, uh, Isaiah Prince. Now, obviously, Trey Hill and uh, Jackson Carmen have come in uh, from the draft. And Jackson Carmen, they, I'm surprised they picked him where they did. I thought they could have traded back a little bit more. They also got Fred Johnson, who spent some time on a Steelers practice squad, I think it was, in terms of preseason last year, might have been the year before. Uh, you know, Jonah Williams is someone that, you know, I think people have sort of constantly sat there and thought, are you going to develop? Are you going to develop? And he's doing it a little bit. Riley Reef, someone you got a veteran there and more at the right tackle position. So they've got some, if these guys hold up, this could be, this could be a surprising line. And all I'm going to say is like, you know, Joe Burrow's got to prove it in the second year. He's got to back up where he was picked last year uh, in the draft and back up that he didn't just go on this miraculous run. Uh, but when I look at this offensive line, just as we think some people, Steelers fans, there's a lot of us that think that people are sleeping on the power of the Steelers offensive line. Don't sleep on the Bengals offensive line. They've actually kept him upright um, and they've done okay in, in this preseason so far. Uh, whether they can hold that out over 17 games is another question, but we'll see. Defensive linemen. So this is actually where the Bengals are pretty strong, right? Like, we can go on about, you know, the bungles and all the rest of it. But, like, Sam Hubbard's no slump. They've got BJ Hill, DJ Reader, Larry Ogunjobi, Trey Hendrickson, Josh Tupu, uh, Darius Hodge, Khalid Kareem, Cameron Sample, Tyler Shelvin. There are actually a couple of decent names there, names there particularly DJ Reader, Ogunjobi, uh, you know, and Trey Hendrickson. You know, there's... There's some decent quality there. You know, don't sleep on them. They're not going to be as easy for Big Ben as we think they are. And if they if it looks easy, that's because our offensive line is doing well as well. Particularly like guys like Kendrick Green. Linebackers are Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, Akeem Davis Gaither, Jordan Evans, Marcus Bailey. That's going to be a weak spot for them. I think that's where you're going to be able to pick people apart in the short to medium passing game, particularly given the guys that we've got that are going to be, you know, be over that area as well. That's going to be a real challenge for that linebacking core, you know, of the Bengals when they play the Steelers. And I think it'll be a challenge when they play Baker too. Uh, cornerbacks are Trey Waynes, Chidobi Aruze, Mike Hilton, Eli Apple, Darius Phillips, Jalen Davis. Now you look at Eli Apple, you look at Mike Hilton, if he's used right, that's my big question. Can the Bengals use him right? And Stefanski, um, sorry, Stefanski's with the Browns. I was going to say, uh, I mentioned blank on the on the coach um, Taylor uh, from the Bengals, but you know their coaching isn't as bad as what it used to be. But can they use Hilton properly? You know, I've said you know when we started when we lost Hilton, I said to on touchdown under that I sort of had this premonition that Mike Hilton had last less than a year. They wouldn't know how to use him. Then he comes back to the Steelers, having been paid some guaranteed money. Now, but when you look at that call for them in Trey Wayne's and Aruze, that's not terrible. They could surprise. They could do a little bit better. I mean, I'm not here. I'm not a not a Bengals hope homer. I know. I know it might seem like it in terms of some of the things I'm saying, but 
I wouldn't sleep on them as much as you think. They're, yes, they're probably still going to be fourth in this in our division, but they're a better team. They are a team that is on the rise. I don't like every acquisition they've made, but they have started to improve. Then at safety, they got Jesse Bates. We know the power of him. Von Bell, you know, he rocked Juju last year. Ricardo Allen, who's, I think he's come across the Falcons, I'm going to say. Uh, Brandon Wilson, that's a decent safety call. That, that could, you know, you kind of expect worse. And there are other teams around the league that would have a worse safety core than that. Uh, and then you got your specialist in Clark Harris, Kevin Hoover, Evan McPherson, really still fans. We're like, who cares? But it, it is a bit interesting in terms of that perspective, you know, there on what their roster currently looks like. Uh, you know, and then obviously the big bonus for us is that they've got Joseph Asai out injured and I think he's going to miss the, the year now. I think it's a knee injury. Uh, he's also out of Texas. As a Texas Longhorns fan, I can tell you it's a positive for us that uh, Big Ben doesn't have to go up against him. And then we can look at the Baltimore Ravens. So the Ravens, uh, you know, they, they're a spin nation site. I know we are buying stillcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all these Pittsburgh Steelers. We're part of SB Nation. The Ravens site is not very good. Uh, so in terms of how I pulled this up, so I'm going to do it by their depth chart at the moment. I'm going to do it, sorry, by their roster at the moment, but it's it's probably going to be more by position uh, than anything else. So at the center position, uh, they have uh, Tristan Colin. At the cornerback position, they've got Anthony Averett, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Chris Westry, Tavon Young, Brandon Stevens. Now, uh, at the defensive back, but we know Tavon Young, we know Jimmy Smith, we know Marcus Peters, and we know Marlon Humphrey. You know, they, those guys are dangerous. Uh, defensive ends in Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf. You know, can Wolf show up? That's the big question for the Ravens, I think, this year. We know what, you know, the destruction Calais Campbell can cause. A defensive tackle, they've got Justin Matabuke, uh, you know, and they've got, you know, Broderick. Washington as well, plus Brandon Williams. Obviously, Brandon Williams is the big name uh, that's sitting there as well. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he's going to bring to the team there. Uh, Patrick Ricard, you've got him as the fullback. Um, interesting. <laughs> They've actually got him at, at DL as well. Where they, I, don't, I didn't know that he could play defensive line. Um, he's a big boy, though. Uh, ben Cleveland at guard. Tyree Phillips at guard. Ben Powers at guard, Kevin Zeitler at guard, Bradley Bozeman at guard center, Patrick Nakari at guard center. We know that you know, we saw him against the Steelers and we also saw him throw some wayward path. He, we threw some wayward snaps uh, for them toward the end of the season. You've got Christian Welch, Justin Tucker, Chris Board, Malik Harrison, Dalen Hayes, um, interesting linebacker there in Dalen Hayes out of the draft, out of Notre Dame. Uh, Patrick McQueen comes back um, in his third season, so he's going to be interesting there for them. He's a, he's a Patrick Queen, I should say. He does terrifically well for them. So Big Ben, you know, we'll have to watch out from those middle-of-the-field passes or the, the certainly the shorter passing game. They've got their long snapper in Nick Moore. They've got Tyus Bowser, Jalen Ferguson, uh, Justin Houston, Odafe Owe, now we know that he's, you know, started to put on some size as well since he came through the draft from Penn State. He's going to be an, he's going to be a decent rush addition for them. As the other one that I wouldn't sleep on is Jalen Ferguson. He's not a name you can hear often, but he has, he's got some potential, you know, depending if, you know, their injuries and got some game time. Like, you know, when we come up against the Ravens, particularly in the second game, don't be surprised to see this guy, you know, come to the fore. 
Then as much as it pains me to say this is a Steelers fan, they've got, you know, Alejandro Villanueva, you know, at the, one of the tackle spots. They've got Sam Kosh. You know, they've got as a, their punter. Tyler Huntley's their backup quarterback to Lamar Jackson. They've only got two quarterbacks on the roster uh, this season. They've got three running backs right now outside of Lamar with Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, uh, and Tyson Williams. Obviously got their Ricard at the fullback position. Safety, Chuck Clark. He's someone that's come on strong in the last few years. Deshaun Elliott, Geno Stone, who's surprised to some people. People forget about him, but he actually did pretty well, uh, you know, coming out of Iowa there. And he's someone that's quite versatile as well. They got uh, Darius Washington uh, out of TCU. TCU had uh, Trayvon Morrow as well. Uh, so in terms of safety position, they had a really good secondary there. So, you know, you're interested to see, uh, you know, how he can perform for them. Ronnie Stanley at tackle, Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, Josh Oliver at the tight end spots. That's good depth um, in that tight end spot. Then they've got Rashad Bateman, Miles Boykin, Marquise, Hollywood Brown, Devin Duvernay, James Proch, Tylen Wallace, Sammy Watkins. And I think Proch beat out Boykin. Uh, I know Boykin, Dobbins, Dorsey, LJ Fort, Xavier Kelly, Iman Marshall, um, you know, are all on the injured lists. Actually, they, yeah. And so I, I think from that perspective, like you look at those that wide receiver room and their names, oh, sorry, so Boykin's not in reserve anymore, but, you know, he's made that 53. You know, they've got these seven wide receivers, but any of these guys, I mean, I don't know too much about Proch the second, but I do know that he, you know, he really fought for that spot and earned it. The other six though, they're all, you know, and yes, their names and names have to show up, but they're all guys that can do something. You know, which it's interesting that they would do that. The Ravens would do this when they're going to go to the run game. Uh, it was funny. I, DJ and Bucky talked about this. They made a joke last couple of weeks, and I mean, I'm going to steal it because I think you'd appreciate it as, steal, as, as Steelers fans. And they basically said, "It's funny. You look at you look at the Ravens organization and think of think of them like Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs in a Hawaiian shirt. So." Steve Jobs might get a Hawaiian shirt, might have gotten, you know, and he, he's obviously now passed on. But Steve Jobs one day might have got a Hawaiian shirt, might have gone, yeah, I love the color, I love the pattern, beautiful. I'm going to wear that. The next day he wakes up, he wears the black turtle and turtleneck. Next day, someone might say, oh, you're going to wear that shirt? You're going to wear that shirt, Steve? Steve, oh, yeah, 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 sure. Rocks up in the black turtleneck because it works for him. That's how they, that's how they compared the passing game and the wide receivers for the Ravens, the, the Ravens wide receivers, the passing game is the Hawaiian shirt and the running game and running Lamar out of there and, you know, going down the middle and you know just throwing your tight ends to shake it up. That's your black turtleneck. I kind of think they're wearing black turtlenecks. They're wearing black turtlenecks uh, this season. So to sum up, now that we've got the Steelers roster and now we're looking at, up, looking at what the AFC are going to do, the things to watch out for with these other rosters in the AFC North. Can Baker win the Brown six games? That's going to be the difference for them. I don't know if he can. For the bank and you know, and can their offense support what is what is for the most can the defense, sorry, support what could be a really good offense, even with Baker's limitations? For the Bengals, they've got some really good quality at key positions, but can that is that enough to elevate this roster to a positive plus 500 record, even potentially putting pressure on other teams for a wild card spot? Maybe not this year, but it will be interesting to see how much pressure they put on the Steelers. And I, I'd stick by at the moment. I'm sticking to my guns on this. 
And when Mark and I previewed the records, you know, I think it was a couple months ago now, I did have the Steelers dropping a game to the Bengals away, of course. And then we get to the Ravens. You know, strong talent in a lot of positions. There's some big names, but will they gel? You know, the other thing too is they've got the big, one of the biggest defensive lines in the NFL. So what if they don't gel? You know, can Villanueva really play right tackle? Steelers fans, it's probably a doubt in our mind. Will Lamar stay healthy? I said, if they're going to wear the black turtleneck all season, will, will Lamar stay healthy? Can Will they get away with that? You know, and have teams figured him out? Like we talk about a lot. The Steelers are figuring out, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson. Have they figured him out? You know, and, and have other teams too. I kind of feel that some teams have. Uh, and can he go toe-to-toe when he needs to? I don't know. And that's where I'd love to see a, you know, a vintage Ben Roethlisberger performance. Also, just as an aside, what if Tucker starts missing kicks? You know, he can't continue the way he's gone on, surely. But look, all those questions will be answered in just, I mean, it's going to be, it's a few short weeks, Steelers fans. It's a few short weeks. Can you believe we're, we're one more weekend to go and then we're Steelers football? Can you believe it? And with a blink of an eye, the season will finish up too. So enjoy it. Enjoy these battles. Enjoy looking at, you know, what's to come. You know, enjoy all the coverage of everything across BTSC's family of podcasts, you know, whether it's Jeff's Let's Ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, the live mic on a Tuesday, Dave Schofield Stat Geek on a Thursday. You've got this show, The War Room, on a Thursday. You've got What Yin's Talking About. You've got uh, There Are Higher Ones in Their Podcast. You've got Jeffrey Benedict's, you know, On the Cutting Room Floor. You know, that you've also got you know, let's kick it off with, you know, six pack with Tony on a Friday night. Steelers touchdown under with me, myself and Marky Davison celebrating our anniversary podcast, uh, this and, and YouTube show this weekend. Then you go on a, on a Sunday to what's the, the 2 a.m. show. It'll be the, the pregame show, um, you know, during the season. Then we're going to have post game shows. You're going to have the Steelers hangover. You've got the Scobro show. Then you've got no, uh, know your enemy. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the preview on a Thursday evening. So there's a full roster, 25 original podcasts, 25 original podcasts, not including part twos. And then you've got all the written word, all the written commentary on behindstillcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, or as Bad likes to say, the non-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And you've got us on Twitter. You've even got us on Instagram. The Twitter can be really, really valuable for everyone. So, you know, in terms of finding things out, tweet at me, at Matt Pev. Send me questions. What are the things you want covered as we go into the season? What are the things you want covered next week? I'm happy to have a look at it. Just email me at aussiesteeler uh, at gmail.com. That's A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler91 at gmail.com. Love to hear your questions. Love to cover things off. We'll get back to our college previews next week. South Steelers won. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.